0: Um, just to repeat from yesterday's dars which was the different muamalat and the afat that come into them to, that ruin them the number 4 which was mentioned is dabtul bil awradil hudur um being strict in your timings and your schedule with the 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 orad, those things that you do in order to receive uh, the help from Allah Taala, and so that you can be present, and be aware of time, so you can be present with Him Jalla Allah all the time. And so we didn't mention it last time, but the afa, the uh, uh, the calamity of that is that a person used their time to study and look at books uh, in order to pick out subtle and fine points so that they can share them with other people rather than studying for their own betterment or in order to have deeper understanding, uh, thereby taking out time from something pointless uh, uh, and dedicating it to something useful and then finding something pointless in the useful thing and making the whole thing a waste of time. So we continue, uh, 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 Shaykh Rahimullah Ta'ala says, to dawa bihi And then he gives now five universal methods to treat the sicknesses of the nafs. The nafs has certain sicknesses in it that will prevent a person from making progress and prevent a person from doing the things that it needs to in order to make progress. It says five things uh, will help every salak in order to get the upper hand over his or her nafs. Uh, number one is تخفيف, تخفيف المعدة من الطعام, Eating less, uh, 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 pumping less stuff into your digestive system. Um, this can include fasting, but if it does include fasting, it's not the type of fasting where you eat like pakoras and samosas when you're done. Uh, but it literally, it's done by, by lightening a person's uh, food intake, which has many benefits in it. Um, that are physical, but it also has many benefits that are spiritual. So the deen and dunya are like two co-wives. If you make one of them happy, the other one will be upset with you. That's, that's a saying, it's a, it may be a hadith, it's at least attributed to Sayyidina Ali ta'ala anhu. And uh, um <clears throat> that's what it is. It's, or it's like, it's like a marketplace. If people are buying Bitcoin, then what happens to the price of Bitcoin? It goes up. If people stop buying it, they stop caring what's going to happen, it goes down. Uh, and so the dunya is like that. The more you consume, the more valuable it becomes in your heart. The less you consume, the less valuable it becomes in your heart. And if the price of dunya goes down, it's necessary the price of din will go up. Why? Because those are the two things. The transaction is between one or the other. So when you're buying, when, you know, if, if, you're, if you have American dollars and someone else has euros, if the euro goes down, then you you even though it's something that happened independently maybe in an absolute sense the the price of the dollar stayed fixed but your dollar went up when you go to europe it's it's the same thing so a person should make al-mi'da uh min taam eat less and in the in the in in Imam Ghazali's kind of like layout for for tasawuf he says that there are two primary primary uh shahawat or carnal desires one is for food, and the other is the sexual appetite. And Ghazali says that the, the sexual appetite sits on top of the desire for food. So if a person physically uh, uh, intakes less food, then that one will also become weaker with it, even though it's qualitatively different, but it it feeds off of it. So someone might say, well, Sheikh, I fasted for three days, and uh, nothing, no, no difference. Um, and... Uh, uh, the fast of the Sahaba تعالى, عنهم, and they used to fast for a long time and they used to not gorge out in the middle and things like that but trust me if you fast for like a month or, or, or two months straight you'll see that everything becomes calm uh, in your disposition relative to what, what it was from before obviously the, 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 the solving of the problem of a person's other appetite other than food isn't through fasting that's a, that's a last resort People should get married, and they should, then, you know, whatever indulge their their desires in a halal way. But this is just in case a person is in some sort of difficulty or whatever. They should know this the way the system works. So the first thing is what that a person should lighten their lighten their food intake. The second, <speaking> in <foreign language> that. Uh, 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 that a person a person should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever uh, 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 something that a challenge that faces him faces him uh, uh, that to remember to do this, to not think like you know, like I have to pay a bill, my money will pay for it. You know, my wife is angry with me; I'll buy her flowers and it'll make it better. I'll, you know, the the bus is late, and like I'm gonna complain to the manager. You can do all of those things, and sometimes it's good to do all those things. It's a sunnah to do all of those things, but those are sunnah that we do. Just like you read two rak'ahs after after duhr, right? The thing that gets everything done is what Allah Taala, uh, and to not ask of Him. Is, is bad adab with him. Jalla wa'ala. Otherwise, it's not your complaining doesn't fix things. And if you want an example of that, go, go to hajj. People complain tell they're blue in the face. It doesn't fix anything. And uh, uh, you just, you have to trust in Allah Ta'ala. Uh, and things do work out. Uh, uh, fleeing from those places, uh fleeing from those the fleeing from the those uh places that uh you fear uh what happens there and the thing that's happening there meaning what if a person every time they walk into a bar they end up having a beer then maybe you should stop going to the bar and this is very important This is like This is This is a very important precept In in tasawwuf. So if, if I were to use Write a book about tasawwuf, Like one of the usul Would be like You have to use your brain Don't be an idiot um, Because people think somehow Like real spirituality Allows you to behave like an idiot And everything works out And that's how you know You're really a spiritual person It doesn't work that way Sometimes Allah Ta'ala's help Comes to a person Because they're trying their best And like They slip up one time So Allah Ta'ala won't let them fall but that doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're supposed to, whatever, uh, you know, put banana peels in the all over the hallway and Allah, Allah threw it with your, like, blindfolded. It doesn't work. It, that's not, those type of people deserve to deserve to lose what they have because they're not taking care of it and they're not protecting it. I was in an interfaith dialogue one time and uh, a, a Christian guy came up and he goes, well, it seems to me that Islam has all these rules and Christianity, you know, and like tells you to avoid sin um, because of rules, whereas Christianity makes you build up, you know, enough spiritual strength in your heart that, you know, you, you can, you can like say no to sin. I'm like, yeah, that sounds really nice in, in, in theory, right? Um, and it's something that when a person says it, they feel like almost drunk with like how amazing it sounds. I go, I go, are you familiar with Alcoholics Anonymous? And he goes, yeah, I've actually been through the program myself. I would tell me, does Alcoholics Anonymous is a faith-based program, right? You, you probably took it in a church, in fact. He's like, yeah. I go, uh, uh, um, does Alcoholics Anonymous when to teach you that when like someone opens a can of beer in the room that you should uh, have enough faith that you can reject it? Or does it tell you to leave the room? <laughs> he goes, it says to leave the room. <laughs> I says, I says it's it's like you know it's like 90 percent using your brain, and then like ten percent when you're stuck in a situation. Then you should yes, you should Islam also teach you you should have enough faith to like turn away from sin. But you know, you turn away one time, two times, three times. How many times are you going to subject yourself and just torture yourself and then say, oh, I have to turn away because of my whatever? So uh, um, yeah, that's 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 part of the soul. Of, um, it's part of using your brain. And uh, uh, just don't don't go there. Don't do it. You know, there are people their like whole careers are like weird, like filled with sin and things like that. Look for a career change. Don't just don't go there in the first place. It makes it easy. Otherwise, then people oh I've been working the bank for fifteen years and like shit. What should I do now? And if I quit right now, then my mortgage and my house and my but. Okay, you're the one who got yourself stuck in all of these things. You know, I said, either extricate yourself from them or don't. I'm not going to change the sharia to make you happy. Allah ta'ala forgives people, so I'm not going to say that you're going to hell for sure. But, you know, don't cry now. You did something, you got yourself stuck in a really bad situation. You did it for years, you knew better. You can't expect someone to, like, you know, the reality is not going to bend over backwards in order to conform to you. Uh, you're not Allah Ta'ala. Uh, uh so you have to run away from those things that those things that uh, you fear uh, 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 and uh, the places that you the places that things are feared and the things that are happen that are feared in those places uh just just run away from them if you see them just get lost if you subject them yourself to them there's no nest that's gonna survive that if you subject yourself once and you make it, the next time you'll fall fall victim to it. If you subject yourself twice, and then the third time, it's just a matter of time. There's no ness that's immune to any of any of these things. Uh, so just stop, stop, stop going there. Because at some point, like okay, fine, something happens. It's not your choice. It happened, right? But going back again and again and again, that's actually a choice that you're making. والدوام على صلى الله عليه وسلم بخلوة constantly seeking forgiveness from Allah Taala and constantly making salat and salam uh, on the Prophet صلى uh, while in seclusion and while while in public uh, um, both of them some people like you know they think that they're whatever it should be completely un- undercover that's not true both in public and in seclusion both of them a uh, person, why is still far? Because this person is so. A, a person has so many sins, uh, uh, and a person needs forgiveness from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Oftentimes, even spiritual afflictions, a person is trying to make themselves spiritually better, and there's, there's no, uh, you know, this not happening. This is also a punishment from Allah Taala for our sins. Uh, not all punishments happen in your material things. And this is one of the reasons Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Do not, la ta fitnatana fi deenina. Don't punish us. Put our punishment in our deen. If you must punish us, put it in. Our, put the punishment in our dunya. Don't put it, put it in our deen. So constantly seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. and the Salat in Islam <clears throat> ala Rasulullah sallallahu The hikma of it is that it's accepted by, it's accepted by yaqeen why because when you say salam to the rasul sallallahu it's not your salam that's generating the, the 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 spiritual uh the spiritual uh effect it's him responding to you and saying wa alaikum salam to you the salat whenever you invoke blessings on him allah ta'ala will invoke ten blessings on you and when you say salam to him sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says wa alaikum salam to you the message is taken to him by the angels and he responds he responds in person to you and his dua for you has much more power than your dua for him sallallahu alaihi wasallam so because because these two these two are the these two are the urad of the akhir zaman of the end of times is constantly seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and constantly saying salat and salam on the prophet sallallahu alaihi these two things these two adhkar the the, the will receive a great madad and a great great help from Allah ta'ala from him, from them uh, and for, and the fifth is <laughs> and the fifth one is uh, uh keeping the company of the one who will guide you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or point you in the direction of Allah ta'ala uh, or who will uh constantly remind you of the command of Allah ta'ala and he says that there're very there's so few it's like there there there's no one left anymore there are very few people like that this is one thing not everybody who claims to be a sheikh is a sheikh and then even amongst the mashaykh not all of the actual are you're going to be able to benefit from them there are very few people so if you find somebody good for you, uh, uh, you know you should hold on to those people because they're not they're not in great supply. وَقَالَ الشَّيْخُ أَبُو حَسَنِ الشَّاذِلِيُّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ أَوْصَانِي حَبِيبِي فَقَالَ لَا تَنْقُلْ قَدْمِيكَ إلَى حِيثُ, ترجو ثواب, إلا حيث uh, 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 تَرْجُو ثُوَابَ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَجْلِسْ إِلَّا حِيثُ تَأْمَنُ, تأمن غَالِبًا مِمَّعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ It says, uh, Imam Hassan al-Shavli, who is the uh, sheikh, like five links up in the tariqah from Sidi Ahmed Zalruq, who wrote this this, uh, book. It's uh, a native of of Andalusia. Uh, He said that, my beloved uh, gave me five advices. One is not to move your feet uh, uh, to any place except for the place that you hope for reward from Allah Ta'ala. Think about where you're going and why you're going there. Uh, not to move your feet except for to that place that you have hope for the the reward from Allah Taala. Walla tajlis, and that you don't sit anywhere except for where uh, most likely you will be safe from Allah's disobedience. There's a place that there's a, a real possibility that you're going to disobey Allah Taala. Don't sit there. Walla bihi ala ta'atillah. And don't keep friends except for uh, those people who uh, you seek help from them, from their presence uh, uh, in, in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. This is really important. People torture themselves keeping friends and think, oh, you know, well, it's da'wah and blah, 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 and the other thing. Keeping bad company is really annoying. And it doesn't, the annoyance of that doesn't decrease with your higher spiritual maqam. Uh, the bad effect of the company of people who have no dean it it harms everybody. And Mulana Ilyas rahimullah ta'ala, the founder of tabli, when he used to go on tabli for the I mean now they have like all this like I don't think four months even existed in those days. The longest people would go out is for forty days. Most people would just go out for three days. Imagine that, and that was different than now. Now it's khir, It's all like whatever they see doctors and things like that who. Have, uh, they see engineers and uncles that have mashallah, trained other people to think like them And not all of them are completely doing the, the process properly I should say uh, Rather than going ethnic about the ishkal But khair, that's my bad, Um The idea is what? Is that, uh, that th- those were different days Those were very simple people They were very sincere people But Mawlana Elias still just from mixing with the public uh, he, he would uh, feel bad so he would spend for every time he would go on tabligh. Now people go to tabligh for like kind of spiritually recharge. For all the days he would go on tabligh, he would either spend the, the same amount of time in the Hanqa or in the to purge the, the ill effect of mixing with, with people who are heedless of deen from his heart. He would feel it. It would irritate him. Um, so if that's the case with people like that, then... Um, we don't need to torture ourselves and kill ourselves If somebody, if the company of somebody is uh, Just uh, Harmful And it's sufficient to be harmful That you should sit with someone for hours And the dhikr of Allah doesn't come up Or if it comes up, it comes up awkwardly um, Those people It's okay to just meet them briefly Say salam and then just get up and like you know Move on with your, your business You don't need to torture yourself And like feel like, oh I'm abandoning them Or I'm this, I'm that, no you meet them you say salam meeting with people is a, first a meeting of the arwah and then after that it's a meeting of the ajsad so uh it's a meeting of the, the spirits and then after that it's a meeting of the 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 bodies uh, so you know short meetings meeting people for a brief amount of time giving them half an hour 45 minutes is sufficient so for anyone it's sufficient you don't have to spend that much time with people uh, the only people you should give your time to Are the ones that you find in their company There's some help uh, toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There's nothing wrong with that You don't have to be a jerk about it You don't have to be arrogant like Oh, I only hang out with spiritual people And you're not helping me go to Allah No, you should be kind and and polite and nice It's better for them to see 45 minutes of your good akhlaq And then desire more Than for them to uh, completely indulge And waste your time in their own and not you neither do you benefit nor do they benefit from it um you know so you don't have to be all like oh I'm waking up for tahajjud so I'm out of here like deuces you know like I'm <laughs> you don't have to, don't don't be like that because then people will, will will hate you because of deen and they should hate you for who you are not because of the wahi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so uh, so uh, uh that's you know but you don't have to you don't have to constantly constantly harm yourself with the the company of people who are not who are not helping you in getting to Allah ta'ala if you get to jannah first inshallah you'll help them yawm al-qiyamah they'll forgive you for having like peaced out of their party earlier or whatever that day many people will forgive you for many things if you get into jannah first and you make shafa'ah for somebody they'll get over a lot of stuff trust me wala tastafilu nafsika illaman it says don't don't choose for yourself somebody. Um, and this, this this can be a ishara toward companionship and, and also toward the sheikh. Don't choose for yourself somebody except for the one that as the time goes on, your yaqeen increases for with them. Don't pick dubious and shady people to take Deen from you don't have to just because you have a bad feeling about someone doesn't a mean anything's wrong with them or b you have to say something's wrong with them or you have to tell people or you have to have a bad opinion of them sometimes you see something from somebody i do like 20 shady things in a day you know like you may see something from somebody and be like hmm this person is not there yet you know or i have a feeling they're not there yet even the feelings i'm probably wrong that's what that's part of the soul. Is to say, I'm probably wrong, and they're much much better than I think they are. And I don't know when when they're alone what they do. Uh, uh, you know, they you know I may commit sins when I'm alone, but that person may you know do be a better person when they're in seclusion than when they're in public. That's fine. You do all of that, but if you feel something shady from somebody, you don't have to take your dean from them. And there's a lot of people out there that. You may get like a whatever a bad vibe You don't have to take deen from them You can respect them Even from amongst the ulama Even from amongst the people The tariqah, etc, cetera, etc cetera. You know, you just have a good opinion of them Make dua for them and move on uh, don't, 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 don't pick somebody for you to take your deen from Except for that person And this is, this is something I mean, it's interesting that the shaykh says this Because this is something that artists say that The difference between like a classical A masterpiece work of art And uh, just something that's decent is a decent thing you get bored of after some time. Whereas the the masterpiece, the more you scrutinize it, the more you look at it, the more it's detail, the more times you've seen it, the more time goes by, it gets better and better. That's why I thought it was so beautiful that the the old the Baba in the in the in the Kutubiya Masjid he said that about the way the dust settles in the in the artwork he says it settles like the the curl in the eyes of a woman makes her even more beautiful you know that meant that what he appreciated he, you know and you could tell from the way he was giving the tour he appreciated that the Masjid was like a work of art uh, um, so uh, the person that you take your dean from should be like that. That the more time you spend with them, the more you appreciate the mahasin of that person's hal and the way that they, they operate. Uh, if you have from the beginning, like, oh, it's 95% clear, 5% is a little shit, that's, you can just move on, don't worry about it. You know, you just move on, don't worry about it. You don't have to call them, and ask them their fatwa and their opinion about this and that, and like, you know, you can benefit from whatever. And the thing is, this this is the, the this is an usul. With regards to the tariq, if you don't find somebody who you feel comfortable with like that, he says, "Well, He says, "As if they don't even exist. How few of them there are." And he says, "Well, who He said that from the beginning, so as if they don't even exist, as if they're they're gone. Um, until and, uh, until and unless you find somebody like that, then you treat per, a person like your brother, and the, the 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 adab of treating your brother is what the things that, are, that they know better than you, you treat them as, as your sheikh and the things that that you're not so whatever you treat them like a brother you wish the best for them you make dua for them if they need nasiha you give them nasiha uh, um, or sometimes we're not even in the position to do that but at least you you know their shortcomings you 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 don't look at them like a judge who's sending someone to jail but you look at them as a brother who wishes the best for his brother that you do whatever you can whether if even if it's only dua uh, that Allah Ta'ala help them get over that uh, but uh, uh, you know this is another thing in the tariq of people oh khalas, this filan is my sheikh, and now he's like uh, like the the only nabi after the prophet sallam, that I'm going to accept and everything he does is amazing and wonderful and if you say anything shut up stupid I hate you and uh, that's not that's bogus that's not that's not what any of the mashaykh have ever taught that's just groupism that happens afterward um, and that's not you can't you can't attribute that to any teachings of the deen or of the sawaf or anything don't choose anyone for yourself except for the one that you increase in yaqeen in him by him. And how few are they? O kalama He said something similar to this. He said, "I'm quote basically paraphrasing." He also said, may Allah be pleased with him. مَنْ دَلَّكَ عَلَى الدُّنْيَا فَقَدْ غَشَّكَ وَمَنْ دَلَّكَ عَلَى الْعَمَلِ فَقَدْ أَتْعَبَكَ وَمَنْ دَلَّكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ He said that whoever points you toward the dunya, that person has cheated you. They're telling you, oh, if you get this house, if you get this car, if you get this house, you're going to die. We're going to make all of it and then like two, two weeks later you're going to die. Whoever points you toward the dunya, like as a source of success and happiness, that person has cheated you. He's like the, 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 the person in the marketplace who sold you the jalaba for ten times how much it's worth, you know, uh, because he knows you're a foreigner. That's basically what they're doing. Uh, العمل, and the person who points you toward deeds, that person, all they do is they're tiring you out. And the one who points you toward Allah Ta'ala, that person has been sincere with you. The deeds themselves are not are not the the point of the deen The point of the deen is to make your relationship with Allah Taala. The deeds are a tool for that. They they're not a, an end unto themselves. وَقَالَ إِذَا رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ إِجَالَ التَّقْوَى وَطْنَكَ ثُمَّ لَا يَضُرُوكَ مَرْحُ النَّفْسِ مَالَمْ تَرْضَى uh اَذِي uh, 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 make taqwa into your homeland meaning make it something that's common for you uh, if you fear allah ta'ala and everything then the the marha of your nafs uh, uh uh your your nafs is like you know uh i guess your nafs is own like obstinateness and arrogance and things like that uh, It won't harm you as long as as long as uh, you're not happy with you're not you're not pleased with or uh, uh, okay with uh, a defect in it. One thing is that a person has a defect in their nafs, and the other thing is that they're okay with that. As long as you fear Allah constantly, even the defects of your nafs, inshallah, you'll they won't sink your ship. As long as you don't accept them. People do sins, they have some people, some sins are very difficult to get rid of. Uh, um, you know, if, if some sins are very difficult to get rid of. They, they take a, a very long time. Uh, and some sins people maybe even never get over during their whole life. It's important never to be okay with it, like, oh, this is just something I do. If Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with it, then it's wrong. Uh, uh, as long as you fear Allah Ta'ala constantly, uh, and you're not, you never accept as okay, uh uh, uh your uh, a blemish in the soul or to ala them, or 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 except that you should uh, uh be consistent in committing a particular sin um then inshallah uh, you won't you won't be harmed or bil afan bil and as long as as long as so three things as long as you don't you're not happy. You're not you. You don't accept a, a defect in your nafs, or you don't. Uh, um, you're not persistent in committing a particular sin, or the fear of Allah Taala and the ghayb doesn't leave your heart. That you're doing something and you stop fearing Allah Taala because of it. usulul ilali wal balaya wal He said these three things, which is being okay with uh, uh, something wrong inside of your nafs, or um, persistence in in a sin. Uh, uh, without, without constantly struggling to get rid of it, or uh, uh, um, stopping f- the fear that Allah Ta'ala is going to, that the the, pun- the fear is stopping the fear of the punishment of Allah Ta'ala from the ghayb These three things are the, he says, they're the the root of all, um, the root of every calamity and every tragedy in in a person's uh, spiritual life. So waqadra e tu fukaraa al asr Inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll read that. We'll read that dars next, inshallah. Sallallahu wa ta'ala, ala Rasulullah Sayyidina Muhammad, ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.